first of all, she has that es- she likes an essence of <laughs> tomato sauce. I need to first know what are you doing to create that essence? The what essence not- is her dad mixes the entire pot of pasta. <laughs> I, I get it. Hold on. But all I picture is this man in the kitchen with a pasta ball wafting in the Oh, I see. The essence. The, like- is- Welcome to Woken Pretty, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the juiciest slices of pop culture and the freshest toppings of current events. I'm Mira, an ex-corporate baddie that wants to do good in the world, but can't stop talking. I'm Min, a corporate escapee turned podcast producer with a knowledge of random facts and thoughts on everything. Welcome, friends. Get ready to be swept away on a roller coaster ride through the latest entertainment headlines, celebrity escapades, and the trendiest tidbits lighting up our screens and feeds. Each week, we'll be dishing out our takes on the most buzzworthy happenings, from Hollywood glam to viral internet sensations, and everything in between. Whether you're in the midst of your morning routine, stuck in traffic, or just need a laugh to brighten your day, Woke and Pretty is here to serve up a piping hot slice of entertainment goodness. So, buckle up and brace yourselves, because we're about to mix up the perfect blend of pop culture and current events zest right here on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss a single episode because with Woke and Pretty, the party's just getting started. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to Woke and Pretty. I'm your girl Mira here with Min and we're doing something so really excited. fun. So fun today. Min, are you a fan of Reddit? I'm a fan of listening to stories on podcasts Ooh. about Reddit and where they give advice. Am I the this is what we're about to do. Okay, so beautiful thought on this. I haven't heard this story. Oh, you're going to see a live reaction. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. If you could, if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll see because I'm not a Reddit person. I don't, I haven't signed up for it, but I'm always here for Am I the A-hole because we talked about this. BuzzFeed basically has a business because they are all up over on Reddit. But and a couple Reddit of days does- ago, we talked about uh, one of my girlfriends. <laughs> she had her story. Ooh, yeah, that's true. And I loved it. So here's the thing. It's become so popular in the past X amount of years that Reddit actually does awards now for best comment, best, best story with food, best overall. Am I the a-hole? I'm going to kick it right off. I know. This feels like very high school favorite athlete. (laughs) I I love love this. I am so here for it because I can't wait for the 2023 ones, but I'm going to read you a story from 2022. And this one was, am I the a-hole? So I want to know one, do you think this person's a-hole? Two, your thoughts on the story. This one, best overall. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Am I the a-hole for bringing my sister-in-law's wallet to the restaurant when she conveniently always forgets it? That's what the title is. Y'all must have heard this. So I I, I think I have. I feel like I have, but go on. So this chick, she's 28 years old. Her sister-in-law, who's 26, so about the same age, always comes to visit from out of town. She stays with us instead of staying at a hotel and always wants to go to expensive restaurants. She always conveniently forgets her wallet or domes up or comes up with some excuse as to why she can't pay her fair share. She has implied that since I make more money than her, I should be the one to pay. No, not my husband should pay. But me, specifically, Mm, I already have thoughts. I do make a fair amount of money, but not so much that I can treat someone every time they come into town. Nonetheless, in the past, I have just paid the bail and asked her to pay me back. She never has. It gets better. She had made a reservation at an extremely expensive restaurant last night. And before we left, I made it clear that I would not be paying the bill. 
Okay, boundaries. Okay. This is where I might be the asshole. (laughs) And I'll admit I got this straight from an episode of Two and a Half Men, which makes me happy. As we were leaving, her and my husband went to the car. I pretended I forgot something and went back inside. I found her wallet sitting right on top of her suitcase. I put it in my purse and we went to the restaurant. When we were done eating, I asked for separate bills. She said, no, we need one bill because she forgot her wallet again. I reached into my purse and said, this wallet? She was extremely furious. She said that I should not have touched or grabbed her wallet. Am I the a-hole for taking her wallet and bringing it to the restaurant? Okay, so I think I have heard this story. And then she pays her portion of the bill, right? Is there a follow-up? The follow-ups don't say if she did or didn't. The girl had her wallet, so she paid herself, yeah. Okay, so I visit my sister pretty often. My sister and her husband are an upper middle class family in out in BC. And when I visit my sister, I usually end up staying with them because one, then I get to spend as much time as possible with my sister and my little, her little man. And I do, when we do, when I am there, I do tend to over treat them to. Uh, oh, you pay for that. I, I pay for that. I use that. I also use that term loosely because one, they live in a small town where it's not like there's five-star Michelin star restaurants by any means. They are. Right. <clears throat> okay. So if anybody knows Canada, Vancouver is a very international city. It's got Michelin star restaurants. They are not in Vancouver. They are all in the outskirts. Anyways, they don't have five-star Michelin restaurants, but there is a an amazing sushi place that I happen to love uh, close to where she is where whenever I go out there I make it a point to take my sister to said sushi yep. place so I will fit the bill because it's one she's my baby sister and two I, I feel like I never see her so often and I don't also I'm not the kind of person who goes out to eat very often so I usually if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it with amazing company my sister has never asked me to fit the bill and she will always sometimes feel very bad that I've had to pick up this ginormous bill by myself. So one, is this, no, you're not. You set a boundary. No, this is her sister-in-law though. So what? your ex-husband, no, sister-in-law girl. Let me stop you right there because when you're talking, I always treat my sisters. My sister comes to visit me. I treat her and her right. entire family of the five of them. When I go there, I'll take them out to nice restaurants. No, you were married. You were married. Your sister-in-law no. comes to your house Hell every no. time. Talk to your brother. Oh, it's different now, huh? Okay, here's my question for this story. Uh, talk to your brother. What did Hold your on. husband say about this whole thing? What's your husband saying? How come he's not in this? He doesn't say anything? How come he doesn't say, oh, I'll just pay for her, and he's okay with letting you yeah. pay for her? And what is happening here? Yeah. And what? Uh, yeah, sister-in-law girl. Sister-in-law. Mm-mm. Okay, so hold on. I I do have a brother. He's not yeah, married. Let's backtrack. <laughs> backtrack. I do have a brother. He's not married, but he did have a longtime girlfriend that we we used to go. She used to come out to dinner with my brother, me, my kids, and my brother and I would split the bill. Or there was a couple of times I think I picked up the bill. And if my brother was with somebody, so you didn't now, forget your wallet and just said, "Oh, you should pay for it." Not your brother forgets their wallet, but the girlfriend. But this is a story. You know when right? I forget Every- my wallet on a date. That's when I forget my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to do an episode on dating. Okay, don't worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. We will do one. But I'm saying 
she can, it's not like once or twice or three times. It's all the time. But the thing in this story that gets me is that the sister-in-law makes the reservations and it's always at expensive places thinking that this person's going to foot the bill. Why you got an issue with your sister-in-law that makes more money than you, that you think she has to pay for all of you? What the hell is that? Just because I make more money than you, I'm not paying for you. Insert sister-in-law's name here. I do pay for my, I insist that my husband pays for his sisters when he, when they visit and his mom, but he never even thinks to do that. He's, oh yeah, of course. They don't ever pay for their own mom. But I'm like, they came here to see us. We should pay for them because they spend money to come here and we can afford it. Now, yeah. if it was like, if his sister said to me, you make more money, so you need to pay the bill. First of all, one, it's not your call. Second of all, it might happen once, but it ain't happening twice trice whatever i don't know honey no 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 i will pay for my younger sister because i that's my younger sister i'm the same i'm the same my older sister i'll pay for her because i know she would pay for me if she if she had the means nah so is this girl the a-hole for seeing her wallet inside and bringing it in her purse and not saying anything that's sleazy that's sneaky but guess what you being sneaky too honey so she not the a-hole but here's the edits on this she was voted not the a-hole and one of her edits said her sister-in-law just called her because she saw the post and she yelled at her for bad-mouthing her on the internet. Honestly, I don't care. Hopefully, if she's reading these comments, it's a wake-up call for her. I always laugh a little bit when people are like, I can't believe you. No one's calling you out. Aren't they anonymous posts? Yeah, but it's very specific. So I guess maybe she figured it was her. <laughs> Then you know what? Self-reflect, honey. Self-reflect. I'm get honestly, you did nothing wrong. I would have done the same. If it if this was if the role was reversed and it was my my brother and I would have a talk, a long talk, being like that's the I'm, thing that really that gets is, me in here. Not my problem. Where's your husband, honey? Where's her brother? Why is this not a conversation with your brother or your husband? What why is he just the innocent party? Why are men always not at fault, but the I, women are at each other? Even this this is the other thing. Even when I take my brother. And even because my brother-in-law can't always join us, he works shift work. But even when I take my sister out and with my nephew, and if my brother-in-law joins us, he doesn't even like it when I fit the bill for it. Because he's, you're always doing st- really nice stuff for us. And he's, I don't want you to feel like we're taking advantage. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Sometimes after Rhino, I'm like, no offense, Rich, I'm not really here for you. <laughs> I'm here to see it's my okay. he still, my little nephew. But he still has that conscience. Still, that's a great thing. Yeah. He definitely has that conscience of being like, just so you know, we would spend time with you regardless of whether. And if you want to go out to these nice restaurants, we don't mind paying for ourselves. And I get it. And again, I don't do those things very often. And and when but I you do would, them, because my sister and I are big foodies, right? So like for me. But you know that they may not have been going there unless you were there. So you were the cause for that event. I get that. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. But never once would he be, would ever, would he be like, you're paying this bill. Like you're high. <laughs> You are hot. I don't know what boat you flew in on. What? No. So no, her, one, her husband should be saying something. I agree. It's his sister, and secondly, his family. But and he at least should be supporting his wife in this. And honestly, if she makes a uh, thing at an expensive restaurant, sorry, we're not going to go there. We're going to go down to the diner. You're going to get diner food, honey. We ain't going to yeah. no nice, expensive restaurant. Yeah, that, And expensive is relative this. too. Just because that's- you make a lot of money doesn't mean you want to eat at expensive places and to treat everybody. Honey, if I win the lotto, you ain't going to know, okay? Everyone will not know. They will not know. Nope. You got to look my net. You got to look my up online because in New York, you have to. 
It's registered. Oh, it's probably different down there, but there's different things that happen up here when you win the Every lottery. state is different in about that. If I ever won the lottery, first of all, I have to start playing. But if I ever won, let's just say, I ain't telling a soul about my husband. We got to figure out what we're going to do with our money and how we're going to place it and what how we're going to do it, how we're going to help the family if we're going to help them in what way that we are not going to be hit up forever and ever in a day. Mm-hmm. I always think, I don't know. Have you ever thought about hitting the lotto? What do you think you would do with it? Yeah. What would you do for your family? That's the thing. Do you give people money? Do you buy them something? I think for me, I would probably pay off all their mortgage and I would put college funds for their kids, my my nieces. And that's it. Yeah, I'll do everything else. And I wouldn't even tell them about the college fund until they're about 18. I don't even know if I would at this point now pay for their mortgages. I would because I would pay off their mortgage and be like, that's whatever your house costs. I don't care. I wouldn't tell them. It would just be like, I would do it and be like, that's my gift to you because then you're literally saving over time and you always have a roof over your head. That's it. I get what you're saying in regards to the mortgages. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't help them out, but I don't think it'd be a large, because the houses in Canada are so expensive. Like they're, for a decent sized home, it's a million dollars easily, depending on where you are. Well, see, my family lives in Florida and their homes are like $300,000. Easy. Yeah. New, New York, York, though. Ain't nobody coming to pay my mortgage up here because my house, honey, <laughs> we talked about my right. house already, you know. So so I don't know if I would do the mortgage thing, but I would definitely like my nephew, my kids, they'd all have an ironclad trust fund that they wouldn't be able to touch without some form of indication of something. For yeah. instance, my nephew is pretty young. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I would put, let's say I won 50 million. I would put only half a million in my nephew because he has so much time to build up to that money. His right equi- right? equity, yeah. So I wouldn't put a lot of money in. And even when he got to a certain age, he wouldn't be granted that money unless he was looking to buy a home, continue his education. There would be many stipulations for him to be granted X number of dollars. There's a thing, and man. He, and he wouldn't have full access to it at, at all for a long, like he would probably knowledge is power to it for like years, but knowledge is power. If your nephew knew about that, he might bank on that down the road. So this is why I would keep all this stuff a secret, honestly, and truly. And this is the other thing I would probably keep it for a very big, for a a secret for a really long. I think my, I would let my sister know that the money was available. Should he come to her and be like, I want to become a doctor. And they didn't have the money for it because education is very expensive. I think my sister would know, but it would definitely be, it would still even be like he wouldn't have access to that money or even maybe he'd know about it at 25, but then he wouldn't have access to that money until he was 50 something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you don't even, you wouldn't even get full access to that money until you're like 65 or something. You're going to get small chunks of it over little bits of time, but you need to prove that you need, quote unquote, need that money. You're going to further your education. You want to buy a home. You want to buy a car, child? That's on you. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't like pay for their. Maybe I wouldn't pay for their mortgages because then I'd have to think about my in-laws too, and I don't know if I want to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's me and my husband's money, right? I don't well, know. See, and this is the, that. That's the other thing. See, I don't have to think about in-laws, but then I do have to think about my sister's married. And listen, I love her husband, but now I pay off a mortgage that he has half equity on. Yeah, but that's an investment in them as a family. And my hope and listen, it could I take the pressure off of the long. I definitely do. I think that if their house, if their house is a million and they're paying like four or $5,000 a month and you pay off that mortgage, they only have to worry about the taxes and they can use that money for so much more for their family. Potentially. I agree with you. I, so that's I'm how I see I the mortgage. I definitely thing. think twice 
mostly because, and listen, maybe this is my divorce jaded mind because I pay off that mortgage and he gets to run away with half that I just paid off. That should have been her money. How about, how about this girl? You buy the house from them and then put it in her name. Because no, but it was still, they're married. They're still married. Exactly. The laws are very different. She would still have access. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And listen, this is not, this is also not to say that you buy their house and keep it under your name and your estate. That's what I was thinking. But, <laughs> no, but that, that would be a lot that, of like, trust rich, in them for you. Also true. And like, Rich is a pretty decent guy. Like a part of me feels if they were, if something were to happen and they were to separate, a part of me feels like Rich would be very fair to my sister in the sense of your sister gave, your sister paid for this. So I'm going to give you a bigger chunk on the house. You don't know. But you don't know what, like, you listen, don't know the circumstances. You divorced, don't know how people- it gets ugly. Yeah, you don't know. So this is those are the things that I think about when I win the lottery. Would I pay off my sister's house? A part of me would love to pay off her house so that she doesn't have to worry about a mortgage anymore. But she's married. And those are the things that I think. But about if you're winning $50 million, if you're winning $50 million and she has $700,000 left in her house and you pay that off, that's a huge chunk of investment in them. But it wouldn't matter even if they divorced because she would still be getting half of that asset which is more than she had at the beginning because she wouldn't have owed it. So it's like an investment in them and the kids and what they can do. This is how I see it. What they can do with their children if they choose to and all the things that they maybe have wanted to do that they if they just need a little bit more money. That's how I see it. And whatever, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, okay, I did something for you. And it, it could have made your life better without you asking me for money. Because that's the fear that I always have. People keep constantly asking for money because they depend on you for it. And I've seen this happen in life where once they ask once, they can continue to ask. And then people are going to come at you. They just yeah. do from the woodworks. And this is why I don't like that in New York, you can claim your money and you have to be registered and they take a picture and all that crap. So this is why I wouldn't tell anybody right off the bat, guys. You wouldn't find out months later, you'd months later, because I would have to start a company and have the company cash out the money and I gotta invest. I gotta do all the things first. Yeah. I thought your girl thought about it, but your girl still don't buy lottery tickets. So it's not gonna you happen until I buy a lottery ticket. I remember talking about this with a, a lawyer when I lived in Toronto. And I was like, and I think the jackpot in, in on the lot of max it hit like 70 million or something and I was like wouldn't it be nice to win 70 million he's what would you do first so I'm rattling off some of the things that I would do and he was like I was like what would you do he'd call a lawyer (laughs) and I was like seems like a very legal thing for a lawyer to say (laughs) and he was like no I'm dead serious he's a lot of people don't think about this but the first thing you should really do the minute you find out that you potentially won is call a lawyer because you've opened yourself up to potentially a lot of lawsuits he's you don't know what's in the woodworks the minute you talk to a lawyer about it now you know knowledge you just said it knowledge is power now you know other things that you could potentially do with the money where damn reddit look what you started we're talking about lottery winnings and we don't even play the lottery somebody won 68 million in toronto yesterday or do you know how much the powerball is up in the u.s right now it's almost a billion dollars i'm sending you some money (laughs) it's two dollars to play you guys send me like Listen, people be going in. I think one time uh, recently, some colleagues from work won, and it was like a few of them, and they all put in like $20. Mm-hmm. Huge return on your investment, let me tell you. I, I, I'll send you some money. I'll play it with you. <laughs> I'm uh, serious. Yeah. <laughs> You're laughing, uh, and I'm like, go buy a ticket. I guess I'm playing lottery now, guys. Okay. Just today. Yeah. Yeah. Who I mean, say it's, that I the think- lightning won't strike. Yo, let me look up how much that lottery, because nobody won it on Monday or Wednesday. Let me check it out, because Min and I are going to be bajillionaires. Maybe this is how we get our money, Min. Powerball, it's called. 
850 million Powerball jackpot. Oh, sorry, 960 million. Cash value, yeah. 441.4. Listen, you're going to get hit with a lot of taxes. So I'm okay with sending you some money. And then once you get hit with the taxes and leaving you with more money to get hit with, hit with more taxes, because once I leave the country with it, Ain't nobody coming after me up in Canada until I invest that, start investing that money. Okay. And it's different up here, right? For lotto winnings, like you guys pay up front before you even get the money. That should, that, that oh, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust for men. I just told y'all, you wouldn't know if I won. How you know I'm going to tell you, man? Maybe I'm a really sleazy person. I'll be like, I'm going to keep that for myself. Maybe you I are. Would, I would never do that. I, I'm I, just, I, would, I can I never like, live I with myself. I know, you too, I know you too well, I think at this point, in the sense that like it would eat up at you. So much. It would not be worth the <laughs> money. Phase, right? It would, so it would just like, okay. what kind of life is that y'all? No, I can't. I can't. Exactly. You're right. So I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. I will send you some money. Let's play and see where it goes. And if you win, I will leave you one, you pay the taxes right away. And then I'll leave you with extra money. Cause you're going to get hit again at the end of the year. <laughs> let's, let's be real. <laughs> and also I do the cash out. If I cash out, if I win 960 million, my cash out value is 441.4 million. So once you cash out, that's what the taxes and stuff already taken out. So that's my money period. Okay, perfect. Then we split that money. I take mine. You take yours. And if you don't get still... your two hundred and twenty million, whoa, that's yeah, a I'm big. Coming back I don't up know. To because oh, it's, so you're. It's different up here. We don't get taxed at the time of cashing out. We get taxed with the money that's made off of the money that's invested. So yeah, but if I give clear. you two hundred and twenty million dollars, they're gonna be like, "What's that?" You know what we should do, man. Now the IRS is going to find me. We should open up a Swiss bank account or something, or like in the Grand Cayman, and then you can go Grand access Cayman. your money. So they don't know. I'll set us up with a with a really good uh, financial planner to deal with all of it. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Anyways, call stay you tuned. We'll be winning the lottery this weekend. <laughs> all right. Well, it's in 33 hours. The next drawing is tomorrow. All right. So here's my uh, second Am I the A-hole. This Ooh, is where everyone's... Yeah, I love this one. I got so many thoughts on this one. It's a funny one. Am I the a-hole for being mad my boyfriend won't make noodles the way I like? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's talk about this. Okay, this sounds dumb, but hear me out. Anytime somebody says something like that, I'm like, it is going to be dumb. (laughs) I have always been a picky eater, especially when it comes to tomatoes. Ever since I was a kid, my dad would make my spaghetti different from the rest of the house. I like having an essence of the sauce flavor on the noodles, but not the overpowering flavor having noodles bathed in sauce creates. So here's where it gets a bit odd. My dad would separate my spaghetti from the families after putting the sauce on and then would rinse the sauce off with the sink and strainer. I love noodles like this as it is a nice subtle tomato vibe given to the mild spaghetti. Hold on. Allegedly, her dad. here. Hold on. Her, her, yeah. her dad makes her a bowl. He puts no. Her dad sauce. makes pasta for everybody. Puts the sauce and mixes it up. Takes out her portion, then puts it, it puts it in water. a strainer and rinses it out. So the tomato and sauce he gives comes it out. back to her, so that it's just and then. But it has spaghetti? the essence of tomato sauce flavor. Okay, it has the. So- you know what you, it has an essence of? I, I, you, you're a mom. You're a mom. I'm a mom. We know what we what it means here. My boyfriend. <laughs> he's 26, by the way, has known about this since we first started dating. He always told me my food habits were cute, which means there's more than one habit, girl. Okay. 
that's side note. We've been dating for almost three years now and moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic. So we could be in lockdown together. Ever since we moved in together, he insisted on taking charge of cooking and all cooking related tasks, including dishes, grocery shopping, etc. And he assigned me the role of cleaning the bulk of the apartment. We split other tasks pretty much 50-50. Everything was perfect. And he always seemed to be making the noodles the way I liked them when we had them. This was until last week when we last had spaghetti. We ate and everything was good, but afterwards he started teasing me, saying things like, you really like your pasta with an essence of tomato, or how was your tomato essence, babe? Ew, that makes me think he did something sleazy. Anyway, always using finger quotes around the word essence. After a few comments, I felt something was off and asked him if he had done some uh, anything differently with tonight's noodles than he usually does, and he started laughing. When he finally stopped laughing, he told me the whole truth while smirking, he said, I didn't do anything different than I usually do. I have never been making it the way you have requested. Apparently, the entire time we've been living together, he's just been skipping the pasta sauce on my noodles entirely. He claimed that if I didn't notice for this long, then it shouldn't matter that he's making dinner in a way that's easier for him. I disagree entirely. Girl, this I told you it was a funny one. I disagree entirely. I know. I love it. You can laugh. You're laughing so hard right now. I know. We are on mute, though, so I can't hear it. That's okay. I think the lying was a huge breach of trust, and so was a refusal to make dinner how I want. <laughs> I'm right, she over here in tears. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I told you it was a funny one. I have admittedly been acting passive-aggressive to him since, but he thinks he did nothing wrong, that I'm overreacting, and I need to let it go. Am I the a-hole? So many thoughts. So funny. Okay, first of all, she has an es- she likes an essence of <laughs> tomato sauce. I need to first know what he's doing to create that essence. The essence not- is her dad mixes the entire pot of pasta. <laughs> I, I get it. Hold on. But all I picture is this man in the kitchen with a pasta wafting in the Oh, I see. The essence. <laughs> Like, I need to know how he's making that essence happen now. Oh, girl, I'm totally going to ruin my makeup. This is so funny. I can't. I'm sorry. I I told you it was a funny one. Okay, first of all, one, everybody has, I shouldn't say everybody. I have a few food neuroses is the the best way. Mostly because I'm allergic to a couple of things. But before I, but but before I got, uh, before I noticed my mushroom allergy, I hate mushrooms. Like so much, like they freak me out. I don't like them. I get upset with them on my plate that I used to tell restaurants that I was allergic to mushrooms so that my brother and my sister make fun of me because they love it. And like my mom will make my, there's Tom Yum has a lot of mushrooms in it and it's a Thai, mm-hmm. like sweet and sour soup. Love um, it. And she will make mine specifically without mushrooms because she knows how much I disdain mushrooms. Oh, so you get um, this story. So, well, I do, but if a mushroom happens to be in my bowl, I'm not going to completely freak out. I'll take it out and I'll shove it onto like my sister's plate or something. All I, I legit, girl, this, the reason I'm laughing is because I picture a man holding the bowl and like wafting the sauce into her plate. The steam <laughs> from the tomato sauce. Oh my God. It's so funny. Okay. So it is one thing if you're allergic, I don't, you sound sick. You don't like it. Well, her dad clearly fostered this, but here's what I think. I think your dad did it one time, honey. 
rinsed off the patasa sauce. And I was like, here you go. And then you ate it. And then ever since then, he probably made it plain because your boyfriend's been doing it for months and months and you did not notice that it, you thought it had the essence of tomato and it didn't, which means you've been eating plain ass pasta, girl. <laughs> what a waste of pasta sauce if, if your dad really did do it that way. Number one, two. Also, pasta sauce, the noodles are just an avenue. <laughs> no parent is going to keep doing it unless you're watching. Your dad's been serving you plain pasta, girl. Let's be real. That's number two. And number three, you suck and your boyfriend suck. You suck for thinking that he thinks that's cute and somebody else is going to perpetuate this bullshit, childish behavior. Grow up and just say you like your noodles plain or do it yourself if you are so weird. But of course he wanted to do it, but he's an asshole for doing it and making fun of you. Like it's one thing to do it and just like be like, oh, but you're thinking it's like a breach of trust and all that. He lied about it and he's making fun of you. He's like smirking at you and like, oh, essence that he must make fun of you with his friends. Let's be real. One, break up with him. Two, stop saying you need the tomato sauce to be washed down the drain. Stop buying the tomato sauce because, girl, you're wasting money. You're wasting food. And just eat your plain pasta and be happy and just say you like it plain. It's okay. I actually have a friend that it's funny you say that you used to say you're allergic to mushrooms. She really hates onions and she really hates tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And at some point we were just like, just say you're allergic so the restaurants don't screw it up. Yeah. And so she yep. started to do that. But what ended up happening, oops, and I hope she, she probably will listen, whatever. As the years have gone by, now it's become like a thing where it's like, oh, I need it off my plate. She's really... It's been reinforced so much because she's anti it. And I know that when you tell yourself you hate something so much and you keep saying it, it actually makes it worse. Yeah. Not that this is related. It's not food related, but I used to hate running because I wasn't good at it and I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. And then once I stopped saying I hate running and I'm just like, oh, I'm running. It stopped making me dread and it stopped making me not want to run. And I just did it. I ran a marathon, y'all. Nice. I said, I won't do it again. But I noticed now that I'm working out again at the gym, when they have running, I'm like, oh, and I started to realize that I'm training myself with that behavior again. And I had to mentally stop and be like, no, that's just part of it. Moving on to the rest of it. And it took that uh, factor out of it where I start because it was starting to get worse and worse where I started to dread it. And I would like mm-hmm. sometimes not want to go to class because of it. Yeah. And you know what? You're creating your own crazy. You're creating your own crazy people. Anyway, so there's some edits on this one. <laughs> the first edit, uh, my boyfriend found the post and is not happy. I'm debating pouring the sauce directly down the drain to spite him. Bitch, you wasting food, okay? You wasting. Stop it. What? Just because a mushroom falls on my plate or in my pasta sauce, if I may not like it. It's a ha- like now it becomes a bigger issue because I'm allergic. But before I used to be like, oh crap, I just ate a mushroom. That was disgusting. I wouldn't throw a tantrum about it. You know what's funny about mushrooms? You know that movie Super Mario Brothers came out? Oh, and I my it yet, but yes. It was my son's first movie. Oh. And he loved it. And we watched it again recently because it's on whatever, Paramount or something. Paramount Plus. And he, I was like, Axel, mushrooms made Mario big and strong. Do you love mushrooms? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, let's eat some. And so now every time he eats mushrooms or sees it, because it's on something, he'll be like, I'm strong, mommy. And he'll show me his muscle. Yeah, you are. And then I was like, I should show you Popeye because get your butt to eat some spinach. (laughs) Listen, I don't care. I'll take it. But anyway, the edit number two is, y'all might be happy to hear we broke up. We had a huge blow up fight since he found the post, which led me to breaking up with him. He did not like being called a predator. What? How are you a predator? I don't know. Maybe I missed. I didn't read the comments. 
And I started to think you all had a point about that. So I ended up breaking up with him. He attempted to plead with me a bit. My parents pay our rent, so he can't afford the place without me, but I wouldn't budge. So wait a minute. So your parents pay the rent. So that's the reason he wants to pay for the groceries and make the food. That's number one. Anyway, now some things I found out in the argument. First, he is not a pharmacist like he always told me. He just works at CVS. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing's wrong with working at CVS. Nothing's wrong with working. I just That just came out of nowhere. Sorry. The edits are the best, though. The edits are the best. Okay. Secondly, he has actually cheated on me multiple times with other girls that go to my college. And lastly, and worst of all, he has never actually been allergic to dogs. He just doesn't like them. Girl, oh my God, I can't. I can't with this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I need to know how he convinced her that he was a pharmacist. And now she's finding out he just works at media. So basically he lied to her, which caused her distrust. And now, so she's a college girl, right? So obviously right. she's still childish. So I'm guessing um, he's older. Maybe, or maybe he doesn't go to college and he's just whatever he lied about. Why but would you lie years about of all these things? To become a pharmacist, like it, it's it, you have just as much schooling as you do to become a pharmacist as you do to become a doctor. No. Okay, there's still a lot. Of, there's still four years of still stuff. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I, if I was dating somebody from CVS and he's a pharmacist, I would have already hit up that CVS and be like, "Hey, boo, come on, girl." That's number one. Number two, you're a college student. He's living with you. Pharmacists in America make $80,000, $100,000 almost sometimes, depending. He's not going to need your apartment rent-free. That's And if he gets uh, a great- question that? What, what alarms me about this entire post, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is years, right? She said they were together for years. Yeah, we've been dating for almost three years now. How do you not know that he's not a pharmacist at his place of work? I would have already popped up that CVS to get tampons, honey. Is he behind the counter or in front, or, or is he walking around the store? Maybe sorry, if he works like shift work and really he's just stocking shelves. I don't. But know. he also, but this one lie opened up a can of worms. So she realized he was cheating on her and all the things. What were you so complacent about with him? You definitely ignored the signs, and now your eyes are open. That's why he was fighting hard, but the, he ruined it for himself. Okay. You should have just made her noodles the way you want. You should have just, you could have just kept that to your grave, okay? You should have just not admitted it. Why did you need to make fun of her, you weirdo? Yeah, so. he, should, he shouldn't have made make fun of her. But still, a really funny story. Uh, this is when Am I the A-hole does good for people because she realized that, look at it, it just changed her whole life by posting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, so funny. So great, these are, great. These are people's lives. That's the crazy part to me. I have one more if you want to hear it. <laughs> it's a I know. They'll die. Yeah, okay, let's, one more. We haven't had one, one more. We'll do a quick, am I the a-hole? 28 male, dating his girlfriend for 27 years, 27, so they're older 20s for five years. We met in college where she was an international student. She started working after graduating. I'm currently doing my master's. Her company was sponsoring her visa until... They got bought out and then she got laid off. So she had limited time to find a new employer to sponsor her to stay in the country. It really stressed her out. She was applying to jobs every day and did a lot of interviews, but unfortunately wasn't able to get an offer. She wanted to stay since she loves the place and I would still be here in the country. She obviously loves him. While I was out with a buddy, he suggested that I sponsor her visa since we've been in a relationship for quite some time. I love her and I didn't want to see her so stressed out. So I told her about the idea and she was hesitant at first. She said she didn't want to 
me to think that she was with me so I can be her way to permanent residence or citizenship to the country. And I wanted her to stay and I wanted to do it. Consultant and immigration consultant decided to do the paperwork on our own. She was the one who mostly looked into the stuff we needed to prepare. She applied for jobs, but not urgently like she used to. And it took a while since we never really had anything joint. We lived together and just split the bills on our own. She had enough saved up to be okay for a while. I had to fill out some paperwork to be her sponsor, and I felt uneasy about it. I did want her to stay, but it felt like it was too much. Eventually, she was done with her part, and all that was left was mine, and I finally told her I didn't want to go through with it. She was very upset and asked why, and I told her that I suggested the idea because I didn't want to see her stressed out all the time. And I eventually realized that I shouldn't have to be responsible for her. We had a long talk where I told her that I still want to be in a relationship with her, but I just don't want to be forced to be responsible for her. Wow. Okay. Okay. We had, she said she felt very hurt by what I said. Things changed and she didn't really talk to me after. She kept applying for jobs and attending interviews, but eventually her visa expired. Before she left, I told her I loved her and I would really want her to come back. However, she told me that she sees me differently after the things that I told her. It has been a few weeks since she left and I miss her cooking, her presence, and being able to spend time with her. I still want a future with her. However, our close friends have been telling me that I was an a-hole. I disagree, and I think they are biased. So I'm here on Reddit asking, am I the a-hole? So many things to unpack here. I don't think he is. Coming from somebody who sponsored somebody else to stay in the mm-hmm. No. No. It is a huge responsibility. It is. There's a, lot, here's- there's a lot that's put on you, especially, and up to basically, you're tied into that. I don't know how it works down in the States, but you're tied into that person until they- The get responsibilities- yeah, on his edit, the responsibility said, I would have to be financially responsible for three years. If she gets mm-hmm. any government assistance or social welfare, I would have to pay mm-hmm. it back. I also can't sponsor anyone else until the three years have passed. Mm-hmm. That's what he had said. There's also a lot of, not legalities, but they they put you through a really rigorous process. Yeah. To make sure well, that it's a legitimate he said they've been living together. They've been together for five years. They've been living together, but they don't have any joint account. So I never went through... When I did it, it was with the father of my kids. We didn't have to go through 98% of the stuff. Like us getting pulled into separate rooms, them asking what my skincare routine was like because we had a child and that kind of cut through the red tape. But I've heard horror stories. I've basically, and if any, if there's any indication, there's, I'm just going to say no, you weren't. And it's okay. So here's why I think he was. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. One, they've been together for five years. If you're not serious about someone after five years, what's up? But the thing that alarms me is that after five years, you wanted her to stay, so you thought about sponsoring her. You went to an immigration person to get the information. This immigration person told you what all of this meant, and you still told her yes. You're the one who approached her and said, I want to do it. After the information, you after you did that, you still wanted to go ahead and do it. If you knew you were uneasy, you went ahead and let her fill out all that information Mm-hmm. And then you said, nah, hold up, wait a minute. And then you said, you don't want to be responsible for her after five years of being together. You're assuming all these things would happen socially, like welfare and all that stuff. But if she's sponsored and she actually gets it, she could probably get a job easily versus being sponsored in the country. I don't know what country this is, actually. I didn't look. But the thing is, he almost gaslighted her. He has a right to say no. Mm-hmm. But he also knew what that meant when you said you were going to sponsor the person you loved after five years of being together. But what's alarming is after five years of being together, you don't have anything tied in your names because you are still separate and single. 
So that makes sense. But that is why you had some red tape because you had to now put stuff in your name together jointly just to prove that you're together. I think the way he told it to her that he didn't want to be responsible for her. I could see why she was hurt. Like she's not looking for a handout. Obviously she obviously yeah. worked and she's <clears throat> educated and all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. And what really bugs me is that he, the first thing he said he missed about her was her cooking, mm. which I know he actually edited and said, I listed the things I missed about her in no particular order, but when you put that as the first thing, that means that it was the first thing. You miss being taken care of. You miss the companionship, the being in a relationship with someone you loved and trusted. Honey, you really could have had that conversation with her before she filled out all the paperwork and said you weren't easy. You were not open in your communication. You were the one who approached her about it. You gave her false hope. She was resigned to be going back into her country and you could easily have figured that out. I also have issue with this because this is a very privileged person that has no idea about immigration, period. Mm -hmm. Has no idea about what it means. Like, oh, she can just come back. No, loser. She can't just come back. It doesn't work that way in most countries. It's not like you're in Europe and you could just go from one border to the other and blah, 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 blah. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. From most countries, she's gone and you're okay with that. She has to be okay with that. Yeah. But the way that you didn't vouch for her after five years of her life, that is hurtful. And she's not wrong. She didn't ask you for the handout. She didn't ask you to commit or do something you didn't want to do. And I actually have a friend who was in a sort of similar situation. They were together for years. Her, She wanted to leave her job because but she wouldn't be sponsored. So she made it a point to, before she left that job, she had to find another job. And it took her forever and a day. And he refused to ask her to marry him or do it, even though he wanted to propose to her like a year before. And in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm letting her work her stuff out. But there was no urgency. It would have made her life easier. He saw her stressed out. He saw how horrible it was. And mm -hmm. he didn't care. But he still didn't offer her false hope or anything. And he did propose to her after she got another job. And they are married now and they are happy. And it's not an issue. It's a non-issue. She still has to be sponsored, but she's married now. And it'll be a little different if they choose to stay in, in the U.S. versus where she's from. But my whole point is he didn't give her false hope. It wasn't a conversation. He didn't let her fill out the paperwork and then be like, oh, oops, wait a minute. Let me change my mind. We've been together for five years. And because he's I think he's been together with his now wife. He was with her for four years at that point. So the gaslighting is what gets me here was why I say he's the a-hole. Not the fact that he didn't want to do it. But he let her on and he wasted her time. Time. I get it. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that maybe the longer you because sometimes you need to sit in your decisions before you oh yeah your decisions and i don't think he uh, he did that but he didn't have to say it, it up to all that, at once he, no he didn't and he should have let her he especially if and she was filling it out he could have been like i know we're doing this i have some concerns yeah it's called communication if she got upset see how she reacts then don't wait till she was finished and done and waiting for you to do it and be like, no, let me pull the rug out from under you. It's just very, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It felt like very mm -hmm. gaslighting. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I'll agree. I'll yep. Agree, that's it for Am I the Able Guy? Funny one though, let's just say that. <laughs> I know. I hope story. you like this. I hope you like this. I really love talking about some of these stories and giving my opinions. If you guys have a story and you want to hit us up, you can email us wokeprettypodcast at gmail.com you can obviously hit us up on any of our socials or make a comment on our podcast i hope yeah. you listen to the full episode and we really loved having you here and we want to hear your thoughts so that's it for today's episode all right see you guys next time bye oh and make sure you share our episode guys we love the sharing sharing is caring
Agreed. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. And that's a wrap on another captivating episode of Woke and Pretty. We hope you had just as much fun as we did diving into the depths of pop culture and current events. Remember, you're the heartbeat of our podcast. Your support, your comments, and your enthusiasm keeps us fired up and ready to bring you more pop culture goodness each week. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a moment of action. We'd love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and even your own pop culture discoveries. Connect with us on social media at Woken Pretty Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We're always thrilled to chat with fellow pop culture enthusiasts. Until next time, keep riding those pop culture waves, stay in the know with current events, and most importantly, keep embracing your woke and pretty self. Thanks for joining us on this wild ride. And remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. So until we meet again, keep spreading the woke and pretty vibes.